and wine. Well, Valentine's Day is right around the corner, and some of you may or may not be celebrating it, and that's okay. I used to celebrate Valentine's Day as an I hate Valentine's Day party. And also, I did Galentine's Day. Last year, I did Galentine's Day surprisingly before coronavirus, like just screwed up everything. Um, and I loved it. You can do that with your girlfriends, have a good time with family, and or just be by yourself, which is also really okay. But today, I'm not going to be all freaking cute and be like, grab some candles and chocolate-covered strawberries. Um, No, I'm not going to do that today. But I do believe in educating everyone. And if you love listening to me, then you know how much I talk about my love language and how strongly I feel about analyzing my persona. So today, I thought I'd share some things I recently learned about my attachment style. Before we dive in to the cheese may, you already know I have to mention this wine. I have tried. I also actually bought two, which one is layer cake and the other is sangre de toro. And the layer cake is a cab. I haven't tried it. It says it has like a mocha and wildberry taste, which let me tell you, I'm so excited to try that. But the sangre de toro is a Tempranillo, which I've never tried. And it actually tastes like I went out into the vineyard and like made it myself in a in a good way. Because I know that may may sound like I would probably make shitty wine um, if I like went out there and like grabbed it and like started. You know, I know that that sounds like it wouldn't taste good. But this tastes so good. It's like very, very, very high in the berry flavor and tannins. And I'd say it's both like dry and sweet. So let's cheers to the cheese and learning about self-love. Cheers. So literally with me, if you tell me there is something that shows my compatibility with people or sheds light on why my personality is similar to those born the same lunar moon as me. I'm intrigued. Like, hands down, I want to know about it. And like once, I even read a book about how freaking birth order makes you stubborn or a determined person or a lazy person and what birth orders are compatible with others. And also... Also, I freaking read, this is insane, I read through a list of trees that were matched to, like, certain dates, and you would, like, find your birth date matched to a tree's persona, and no joke, I was like that tree. And and if you guys think I'm crazy, first off, my dad's the one who showed me this list. He's the one who was like, right? It's like you're the tree. I am like a fig tree. I have the same personality as a fig tree. I was into it. I wanted to know how match everybody that I know's personality to their tree. And I was like, this is accurate. This is so real. And I know I'm psycho, but this is why I read the Chinese zodiacs and shit, because I love learning different methods in defining where I align. So when the five love languages was a huge thing, I was like into it. I was all over it. I made anyone take it. Like literally I had even gone on a work trip for a meeting in Austin And went to dinner with my friend who lives there. And I made her take the quiz at dinner. I was like, okay, shut up. I love you. I missed you. But, like, also take this little quiz and find out your love language. 
It's, I'm just crazy, but I think it's important to know these things. The five love languages, if you didn't know, are words of affirmation, quality time, receiving gifts, acts of service, and physical touch. People with words of affirmation, like me, value verbal acknowledgments of affection, including frequent I love you's, compliments, words of appreciation, verbal encouragement, and also seeking like social media engagement or like texting. Hence, you guys, I talk to everyone. I'm like literally uh, made a podcast just to talk to y'all literals and I even have had friends like say don't get distracted if you're in a relationship or with your man and forget about me and like never have I done that I keep in touch with them because hello I need their words of affirmation too I need everybody in my life's words of affirmation because I just I'm a needy girl but also, you know, I think we all need every single one of these love languages. So we're all a little bit like them. People whose love language is quality time feel the most adored when their partner actively wants to spend time with them and is always down to hang out. They particularly love when somebody's active listening to them, eye contact, and full presence and prioritizing them in their relationship. Now, My boyfriend is a quality time guy, and side note, like I said, I'm basically all the love languages because I'm so needy for, you know, I'm needy for a lot of things, but I'm really needy for his time, so it works out perfect. We literally just love each other's presence, so I'm so glad it's his love language because I love his time, and he clearly loves mine. (laughs) People who have acts of service value when their partner goes out of their way to make their life easier. It's like, you know, when you're sick and your partner brings you soup or, you know, your partner making you coffee in the morning or picking up, you know, running errands for you, like picking up your dry cleaning when you're busy. And this one is such a great thing, I think, to have someone who is vice versa there when you need them. To me, it like, I'm the psychotic, I just rather have words. Like, I'm literally just like, just tell me I'm awesome and tell me I'm funny and like, tell me I'm cool. But having surface is so amazing too. Like, my boyfriend goes to the pharmacy and gets my birth control for me. And, you know, he brings me chicken nuggets when I'm being like a psycho person. So, you know, if this is yours, if this is your love language, I totally get it. I think it's very important. The gifts one is pretty straightforward. Um, You feel loved when people give you visual symbols of love. It's not about the monetary value, but the symbolic thought behind them. When people go out of their way to like specifically pick something and gift give and are gift giving, you know, the process is like careful reflection for like what the object represents in the relationship or to the person, the emotional benefits from receiving the present. And like, I love giving people gifts. Like, I feel so excited to see somebody's reaction. Like, look what I thought to get you. Like, it's the thought that like, I was like, oh, you would love this. Or I think that you would utilize this so well. And I love seeing the reactions. Now, this was my lowest love language um, because clearly I value words and time more um, rather than a gift. But however, I really love a good present. So I'm not a hater on the gifts. I'm just not, I don't need it, but 
I love a present. People with physical touch as their love language feel loved when they receive physical signs of infection, including kissing, holding hands, cuddling on the couch, sex. And physical intimacy and touch can be incredibly affirming and serve as a powerful emotional connector for people with this love language. I was so surprised when this was my second love language, but I do know that I do feel validated when even my parents hug me or I notice like when my grandma would always give us kisses and like hug us and be like, oh my God, like look at my babies. Like I always felt so loved and warm. And I think that was probably the reason that I love receiving affection is because I feel a lot of validation and Probably not surprising that that's my second love language, but it was a surprise to me initially. <laughs> so I hope that you did learn about the five love languages before chatting with me and maybe know what your love language is. So cheers to your love language and the cheesement behind them. And let me give you my love language to remember how amazing and strong you are. You are really kicking ass and because this is a tough time. So don't beat yourself up. You're gorge and doing what God intends for you. So cheers to you guys. Okay, so let's get down to the nitty gritty about why I'm here to talk to you guys about uh, what I just recently learned. So my friend had told me about this new thing called the attachment style. And I was like, oh, girl, you know, I need to find out what my attachment style is. So I was reading a blog post on the every girl about it. And I was like, okay, I'm taking this quiz right now. So, imagine you are swiping thousand matches on Bumble, and you meet someone who seems to have, like, some potential. They're, like, a good conversationalist, they love dogs, they're funny, and they want to go on a real date. So, you know, you aren't talking to, like, a 50-year-old serial killer, like, you need to meet up with them. And after getting to know them more, they mention future plans, like, traveling together or meeting their sister when she comes into town. And everything seems to be taking off from Relationship Station, except you just need the ticket. But then they stop responding. And before you know it, it's been weeks without even a text. Or maybe you've been the one making future plans and do feel genuinely interested, but then realize it's moving too fast and you ghost before you get any deeper. Maybe the situation, like this situation rings a bell to you and is more like being in a relationship after a relationship, which with jealousy issues and like lack of intimacy, you know, you got a lot of issues. Whatever your dating life looks like, there's probably a root cause to your problems. Knowing your attachment style can not only change your relationships, but also like change how you live. The attachment theory is an area of psychology that describes emotional attachment in relationships, not just romantic relationships, but connections between like all people. The theory comes from two researchers, John Bulbley 
I don't think I'm pronouncing his name right, and Mary Ainsworth, who found that the way infants get their needs met by their parents significantly contributes to their nature of attachment and relationships for the rest of their lives, which I think is psychotically insane. Like, how we could be, like, little baby ducks, and our parents be, like, feeding us, like, our little affirmations and, like, gorgeous needs, and then we, like, grow up, and it represents how we interact with people in our daily lives as adults, or, like, just in life in general. So in the quiz, even though it asks questions about your childhood with your parents, I also think that any relationship can affect your attachment style, whether it was like a sibling relationship, a friendship, or a romantic relationship. Your attachment style doesn't explain everything about your relationships, but it may explain why you gravitate toward certain people and which problems consistently come up in your love life. I think that that always needs to be solved. If you have have issues I think and you notice a pattern I think that that's when you have to go okay like how can we fix this and I think that learning about these things can maybe help you so there are four types secure anxious attachment avoidant attachment and anxious avoidant attachment so I took the quiz obviously I just said that and my boyfriend I may take the quiz And we both have the secure attachment style. And this style means you are comfortable displaying affection to loved ones and you feel confident in both your romantic relationships and friendships. You probably have been, you know, able to accept rejection and move on, labeling it as a matter of incompatibility instead of a fault that was yours. And P.S., If you heard my breakup episode, you know it took me time to accept the rejection, but ultimately, I understood it is not my fault. Sometimes things don't work out. That doesn't mean I'm not a good catch. That doesn't mean I'm not good enough. I just needed time to remember who I was and my worth. Secure attachment style people also easily depend on people, whether it's a romantic partner, a best friend, you know, find it easy to get emotional, emotionally close to others. When conflict does come up, because obviously it always does, you don't shut down or react with anxiety. And FYI, being the secure type doesn't mean you haven't faced hardships or trauma in your life, but it doesn't mean you weren't able to understand those experiences and validated them in your past, which makes you strong in the end. Within this theory, you can change to become secure attachment. You can actually grow to become secure. It all takes time and understanding, which I think is why this whole theory is so amazing because there were probably a time where I wasn't secure attachment style and I did go through a hardship that probably didn't make me secure. And I think that, you know, whatever relationships we're in can really change how we feel as far as attachment with others. So with this next one, literally you can imagine from the name, the anxious attachment type means you feel anxiety in your relationships. You're probably living in fear that your relationship will end or your partner doesn't care about you anymore or maybe you don't like being alone. Anxious types also have trouble trusting people, even people they're close to, but rely on exterior validation. 
the every girl reference Gigi from He's Just Not That Into You. She calls 10 times in a row, focuses more on what the guy thinks of her than what she thinks of him, and feels devastated by every breakup and rejection. And let's be real, we have all been Gigi before. I literally, I always reference Gigi when I talk about a guy I went on one date with a long time ago. And he said he didn't feel a spark with me, but proceeded to literally not leave me alone. I was like, oh my God, Gigi, ew. (laughs) But traits of this anxious attachment can also be controlling or manipulative too. Like regularly snooping through your partner's phone or putting your friends down so you feel better about yourself. That's not okay. If you're trying to project on other people from things that are happening in your relationships, uh, girl, you need to really look in the mirror and you really have to realize that you can't keep doing this anymore. People are not okay with that. So change it up. Figure out what's causing these issues and try and validate for yourself. The avoidant attachment type, the every girl also represents with a movie reference. And if you know me, if you know me, These are movies I watch literally on the regular. Like, I am addicted to them. So they reference the lead who is completely closed off to love until the right person comes along. Of course, Amanda Woods from The Holiday, Sarah from The Hitch, Julianne from My Best Friend's Wedding. Get the picture? Avoidant types are independent, not very emotional, and typically commitment-phobic. You get cold feet often or might be a serial ghoster. You want to be alone when you're feeling down and prefer to not talk about your emotions with others even though they're close to you, even if it's your sister or like your best friend. In romantic relationships, you might feel like your partner is trying to control you or want to leave you when you're feeling, you know, yourself getting too attached. Even in heated situations, you're able to turn off your emotions and not react. Your your go-to response during tough conversations might be, I don't care, or like, fine, or whatever. Like, I know people like this. (laughs) It's not annoying to be like this, but I think that everyone can tell that, like, you're avoiding something. So I think that if you notice that these are traits that you have, this is your attachment style and it may not be good for you and it may be causing issues in your relationships that you have no idea are probably something that you can change. Anxious avoidant attachment types are a combination of the previous two types. You might be afraid of commitment, but also lash out and feel anxious about anyone who gets too close to you. You probably suppress emotions or choose to not share with loved ones, but can have emotional outbursts when under stress or if emotions build up. So you probably want to be close to someone, but don't believe the other person wants to be close to you. In other words... It's not that you avoid intimacy because you don't want it, like the avoidant attachment types. You avoid intimacy because you think whoever gets close will hurt you. I think we've all been in that little bubble once or twice. And 
it is a mess. It's like emotional terrorism. It doesn't feel great. And you kind of just like lose your mind in this attachment style. Um, I know when I was going through my breakup, I had a lot of this this shit going on in my head where I was like, oh my God, but like I want somebody to be close to me, but like leave me alone because I don't want to seem like I'm crazy or like I was losing it. And I think that I needed to realize that I needed to sit myself down and say, okay, what, why am I doing this? What, what do I have control over and what do I not have control of? And if I don't have control over that, then why am I worrying about it? So not only does your attachment style affect your relationships, but your relationships can affect your attachment style. If you were in a toxic relationship, it might have made you untrusting, overly cautious, or insecure. Likewise, a bad friendship may have left you unable to be vulnerable in future ones. So while it's possible to change your attachment style by being in relationships with people that help you feel safe and secure, work must be done on your own to change your adjustment style and attract secure relationships to you. Most of this shit is cause and effect. A lot of things are cause and effect. So you can't blame yourself for the issues that you're dealing with, but you can blame yourself if it's consistent and it's been years, girl, and it's been time. So you need to maybe look in the mirror and say, what's going on? I don't got no relationship, but here I am worried, or I'm in a relationship that probably doesn't serve me. Why do I keep doing these type of, why do I keep going to these relationships or attracting this type of relationship? Sit down with yourself, girl, and take this quiz. Let's cheers to that whole buttload of freaking stuff because, woo, those attachment styles, girl. (sighs) Okay. So, in the article, it talks about how to unlearn or change your attachment style if it's not serving you, okay? They gave, they, this article gave the notes to change. So, unlearning attachment styles must start with self-compassion, even if your attachment style isn't serving you now, you only adapted you only adapted it because it served you at some time, some point in your life. When you were younger, your attachment style kept you safe. It prevented you from getting hurt and helped you prioritize your emotional well-being. But then, as an adult, your attachment style might not be serving you and could even be preventing you from forming healthy and meaningful relationships. You have to appreciate what your attachment style has done for you, feel the empathy from the, you know, little girl, and that was, it was protecting, it was protecting her, and then choose to change, because guess what? You're a big girl now, so, you know, choose what's best for you. You have control. I think also this makes total sense, because When I was younger, I probably didn't really talk too much about how I was feeling at school or I would suppress a lot of emotions because I didn't want to seem like a wuss. And then now I'm like an emotional psychopath. So I think that it may have served me well because I really gained confidence. Nobody really saw me as like a person that they could pick on. Let me tell you, if you knew me in high school... Maybe sometimes I'd be a was, but like if you knew me in high school, you knew I was out here like a chihuahua. I'm still a chihuahua. Like I'm small, but I will bite you and I will bark all day. But in high school, I was like, do not mess with me. But at the end of the day, I was still like, oh, like why are people so rude? 
And now it's like if somebody's rude to me, I'm like, I'm out here emosh. So I get it. You know, sometimes the attachment styles can serve us and sometimes they're not. So we really need to change it up and get something that serves a purpose for us, you guys. So hopefully this encouraged you to take the quiz because, um, guys, you guys need to take the quiz, okay? Take the quiz and possibly find out your love language and attachment style. So cheers to learning about yourself and your journey to love and self-love and improvement. Cheers! For the Valentine's Day holiday, I hope everyone has a great social distance at home gorge time with your significant other, girlfriends, you know, friends, family, or animal child. <laughs> and recently, my boyfriend and I actually tried this local crate box that is kind of like a low fresh box, but they source all the ingredients locally. And since him and I literally don't know how to cook, like I... You guys, I'm really trying. We don't know how to cook at all. And we're trying our best to make it a habit. And it's so fun learning how to make new meals and then obviously eating them. I love to eat. And I think it's just so amazing to make these gorge meals. We literally freak out. We're like, oh my God, we just made this. Like, we did. We're chefs. We're chefs. He kept, he was kind of being a little selfish he was like, I, I, I'm a chef. Like, I did this. And I was like, listen, listen, I did it too, okay? I was a sous chefs also help. They also do it too. So <laughs> we had a great time. So if you want any ideas for your date night, Local Crate is such a great idea. And they have tons of different meals. And they're available at Target or online. Our next one that we want to do is like the Korean bulgogi one. And I also saw that they had like a chicken adobo one. Oh my god. I'm real I'm ready for it. So I will link the articles and the local crate box in the description, as well as the love language and attachment style quizzes. You guys take those quizzes. Thanks so much for listening to this episode of Cheese Man and Wine. And please, if you haven't done so, please rate the podcast five stars and also follow and subscribe to the channel. Oh my god, guys. Also, P.S. Recent cheese, man. If you guys haven't heard about that police chief in Senate or whatever it's called, I don't know what, what the... Maybe that's not what the city's called, but it's a Texas... It's a Texas place. He's a police chief there. This dude had two girlfriends at the same time and a whole wife. He had a whole wife and two girlfriends. And then there's even other girls coming out saying like, uh, he was my boyfriend too. He's been arrested for fraud by the Texas Rangers, you guys, because he had provided a fraudulent annulment, which is a government form that he put that both parties signed, and not, that's fake. Oh my god, this cheese man is so crazy. <laughs> Maybe I'll talk about that next time. Again, you guys, wear your mask. Like, literally... Don't be a little puta and just be gorge and caring about others. Like, really, is it hard? Is it hard to be caring about others, really? We're literally all in this together and we are dying, assholes. So mask up. It's easy, literally. Just, like, put a freaking piece of cloth over your face. You put a piece of cloth over your ass so it's easy to just put one over the other hole, okay? 
Let me know on my Instagram if there's any chisme you are ready to hear about because you guys know I got it. I look forward to chatting with you guys soon. Bye.